Hello and welcome to Books, the podcast, the only podcast about books. I'm Tim. I'm Tom. And we are booksmen. Tom, Mm -hmm. you and I uh, just recorded an episode of The Complete Guide to Everything. Yeah. It's another podcast. If you're listening to this, don't, don't seek that out. That's fine. It's... It's more expensive than this, so it's probably not even. You're probably not even interested. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, uh, you've drank some beers. I drank some whiskey. Mm-hmm. We both uh, changed the lighting in our respective apartments to yeah. make it look cool. You have a, a blue light on in your apartment. Uh, it's purple, Tim. It's kind of like uh, it reminds me of uh, the lights on uh, Virgin America planes. Which Ooh. they, which they supposedly picked because it's like the most relaxing color. Yeah, I always liked taking Virgin American when I whenever whenever I went to L.A. Yeah, because they would um, greet you like, "Oh, a Virgin." Well, so they would welcome they would welcome you with open arms to be like, "Hey, one of our own." No, I just thought it was. I thought the lighting was nice. I thought mm. the amenities were nice. The yeah. I, I always thought they had very good entertainment systems and uh, options for movies and whatnot. Yeah, and I also liked because I was a virgin. I felt very <laughs> welcome there. Yeah, it was one of the few places you you didn't feel like you would be teased. Exactly. Yeah, I mean it's a pretty low bar for any airplane provider. Uh, uh, to make like just a half decent airplane, but they did it. So kudos to them. Yeah. Well, they're, they're not around. I mean, anymore, I also so. don't even remember what being on an airplane's like anymore. So, yeah. Are you eager to get on an airplane? I'm not eager to do anything yet. Like I am still at the point where like, if I think about doing something, I'm like, oh, yeah, that'll be exciting. But then if I think about it in detail, it starts to make me anxious. And yeah. planes are one of those things where I'm like, oh, yeah, flying somewhere. But then when I think about like getting to the airport and being at the airport and standing in line. Well, and we've all been, you know, taught now this, uh, you know, it's been bashed into our heads like six feet away from everyone and. Uh, all that stuff that it's going to be hard. I think for me, I mean, maybe not, maybe I'll get used to it right away, but, but I still have, you know, people talk about this all the time. Like when you watch TV shows and you're like, Oh, there are too many people in that room. Yeah. That's why I'm excited to be two weeks plus out from my second dose of the vaccine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I want to get on an airplane. I don't want to do anything like, in my like normal area in like my everyday life i think mm-hmm. it's gonna take a while for me to like claw back into normalcy right but i would love to get on an airplane fly to las vegas <laughs> and just be fucking reckless for four days just be like hey they did they say i don't need a fucking mask in here at the blackjack table and yeah. i haven't spent any money in the last year yeah i'll go to the 50 dollar a hand table i don't even really know how to play blackjack you're gonna you're gonna come back broke and having caught something 10 times more deadly from, from <laughs> what? Some, like, a like a bowl or something yeah 
I mean, I don't think that's that's really, the the flu hasn't even been around this year. Yeah, yeah, we really see. There's like less than a thousand documented cases of the flu. Oh, really? This year. No, I didn't yeah. hear that. That's crazy. Which probably means that the flu will kill like <laughs> a million of us next year. Uh, maybe not. Maybe we've seen the last of the flu. Great job, everybody. Um. No, because I remember last year they were like every like you have to get you know the the vaccine for COVID's not out yet, but you got to go and get your flu shot. That's very important. And the whole time I'm thinking like I don't is it? I don't think it is. I'm avoiding people <laughs> very. <laughs> and like if I caught the flu, yeah, it would scare the hell out of me for a couple of days because I would be worried that I got COVID, but. Once I didn't, it'd be fine. And like, I also wouldn't give it to anyone because I'm wearing a mask and I'm not going around. Like, no, I don't think I need this flu vaccine. Thank you very much. Did you get the flu shot? No. Oh, I did. For like the first time in a long time. Yeah. Well, you're a sucker, Tim. You're a sucker for getting that free shot that didn't take anything other than five minutes out of your life to do. (laughs) Exactly. No, I've talked um, about on this show, like in the past, I've gotten the flu shot and I've been shamed for it. Where I go and get it and they're like, well, it's kind of after flu season. I'm like, so should I not get it? And they're like, no, nah, you're here. We'll give it to you. I'm like, well, wait, the people, it, yeah, the, the people, people administering, administering the shot. Yeah. That's, that's, that's outrageous. Well, and that's what I basically said. I'm like, I don't know. There's like signs everywhere all over this store. Come and get the flu shot. So I listen to your marketing. I know you're not responsible for the marketing, but surely you can understand where I come from. Yeah. The same thing happened. I talked about a little bit on that other show that shall not be mentioned, but, um, uh, uh, when I was at my dog's vet, they were like, oh, you know, any medication she's on. I'm like, oh, she takes uh, like glucosamine supplements every morning. And the vet's What's like, that for? For like joints, hips, and back and stuff. Humans. How do you know that she needs it? Because I mean, I guess you you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, doxies have hip and back problems to begin with because of their long nature. Mm-hmm. Um. But they uh, do you have that too? Because you're long. <laughs> I mean, I do frequently have pain all over. But um, uh, they, you know, years ago, some I think she had had like some back, like had slipped a disc or something, and you know they gave me short term stuff, but they were like, oh, long term, like there's a good supplement to give her. And that vet told me that, and then they left the room. And as soon as they left the room, the technician in the room was like, hey, don't buy that here. It's way overpriced. Just get it from Amazon or Petco or whatever. And I was like, oh, cool. Thank you very much. Um, So that's what I did. And then when I took her this time, they were like, oh, you know, does she take anything? I'm like, she takes glucosamine. And the, the vet's like, well, there's no evidence that that does anything. And I was so mad because I know she's not the same vet, but right. like it's it, the same building, right? Yeah. And it was said in a way that like made me feel stupid 
Like, well, that's, you know, that's voodoo. That's hocus pocus. There's no evidence of that. You know, Would that, you read that on the internet like yeah, some kind of asshole? Exactly. And, that was kind of yeah. the, the, and it was like, no, I never heard of this before until somebody here was trying to sell it to me. But I guess because I didn't buy your brand, I'm an idiot. Anyway, the vet's good. They're very good. Burn down the vet's office <laughs> is what I'm saying. It's very, they're very nice there. They said Ginger was a nice lady. Hmm. Making a lot of I always like there. when, I like when people uh, refer to Ginger as a lady. She's no lady. <laughs> she just gets too excited around, oh boy, the next time she sees you, she's going to lose her mind. I don't know. She's she's seen me a couple times since. Like I, we used to record at your apartment, and mm-hmm. then uh, the the pandemic hit. Um, but like when I would be there to record, she'd go nuts. Right? She wanted yeah. to, me to pet her the whole time, and then she'd turn <laughs> over and wanted me to t- pet her belly. And it's like I'm not I'm not touching a dog's belly. That's where yeah. I draw the line. Um, I have boundaries. It's fine. Turn back around. I'll you know keep petting your back. Um. <laughs> But I've seen her a couple times, like at the park and stuff, and she's mm-hmm. been kind of cool guy in me. I mean, is she just playing it cool? Do you think? Well, I think she's just overwhelmed at the park, right? Because there's usually like a dozen other people. There's mm-hmm. like a handful of babies. There's other, you know, other people that aren't part of our group walking dogs and stuff. It's you know, it's information overload. Yeah, she can't uh, smell me as uh, as concentratedly as yeah, if I were I mean, just sitting on the couch. Next exactly, to her. you in the park, your natural uh, stench Muck. just kind of gets uh, musk. Know, I think is the word you were looking wafted for. Wafted away. It's really when you're in a confined space when you with you that you know it, it gets noticeable uh, fairly quick. A lot of people say that that my musk is just irresistible when we're in a small room together. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, it's it's kind of like a, like a sweet smell, but like sickly sweet. Yeah, but like in a, I can't get it out of my head. It's, it's, <laughs> I had a problem. It's wonderful. I mean, luckily, luckily I'm not going anywhere lately, but I had a problem a couple of weeks ago where I'm like, at the end of the day, or like, you know, I, I shower in the morning. I don't know if you're a morning, you're probably a morning shower guy. Absolutely. Um, by the time I would take a shower in the morning, I would, you know, g- give myself a sniff under the arms. I'd be like, ooh, Jesus, I smell awful. And then I found out that I was using deodorant instead of antiperspirant, and that's what was making mm. me smell awful. But now I use the deodorant with the, uh, with the old uh, the salt the uh, the crystal deodorant. Uh, did you hear about it on like Joe Rogan or something? No, I heard about it at like you know Woodstock or something like that. It's it's very hippie, Tim. It yeah, works I well. Get on hippie shit rather than clog myself up with uh, aluminum or whatever the fuck yeah yeah that, yeah, that that's what they they put in the antiperspirant and hey it works, uh, but. Uh, I don't know. The salt stuff works pretty well. It works surprisingly well because it basically just makes your armpits so salty that bacteria can't survive. And the bacteria hmm. is what makes you stink. I mean, that tracks. I believe it. Yeah. 
Tom, I just wanted to address one thing at the end of the episode last week. <laughs> uh, we went off the rails, um, and I think we have a new rule now. Um, we 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 waded into some territory that we were not equipped to. I don't. To, to, I I honestly don't remember what we were talking about at the end of the episode. I still don't understand exactly what happened, but mm-hmm. all I know is that um, the episode. <laughs> Uh, concluded with you oh, yeah, searching I do know. Yeah. certain terms on porn, on porn websites Hub. Yeah. Uh-huh. that were auto-correcting to what I've since learned are very offensive yeah. words and videos and concepts mm. that we were blissfully, <laughs> blissfully <laughs> ignorant of as we were like, that's weird. Why did it auto-correct to this? It's like it auto-corrected to a very problematic yeah everything and mm-hmm. um apologies for that i think we have a general rule now where it's like <laughs> no more live searching things on porn websites and then yeah. describing what we're seeing yeah so um uh, sincere apologies to, uh, yes <laughs> for for the offensive nature of that it was never our intention intention to uh to 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 get real uh I don't know. Uh, a little too real. Yeah. Hey, we were just trying to see if there were there was porn about tramps. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> and somehow that that led into something uh, uncouth. Who who could yeah. have known that that searching for something on Pornhub and giving a live commentary? Just no. And and I, I I'm very appreciative to the people who alerted us to this. They know that we're never trying to be edgy. Yeah. We're never trying to uh, espouse any kind of view, really, about anything other than just like, "Hey, everybody, just be cool and shut up about everything all the time." Yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah, uh, we we shan't be doing that again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that will not be a reoccurring segment. <laughs> this. Uh, I mean, also as a follow up from previous episodes, uh, the squeak of the week uh, remains the same. I've I've heard from some people um, no real leads yet. Um, uh, Somebody. uh, No, I think two or three different people actually uh, thought it was uh, bus breaks because you heard a bus in that sound clip. It's unrelated to the bus. The squeaks. The squeaks happen. Whether there's a bus there or not, you, that should be a shirt that we have. A uh, squeaks happen. <laughs> squeaks happen. I don't, Tim. What kind of person wants to walk around wearing a shirt that says <laughs> "squeaks happen" and wants other people around him to think that some squeak might come out of this person, and they're just going to point at the shirt and give a shrug? No, uh, right. Um. People have also rightfully kind of pointed out how are they supposed to win the Squeak of the Week contest if you're not actively following up on their suggestions. You're not doing any follow-up investigation. I am. Like, people have said, like, why don't you take a walk around? I've taken walks around. Oh, my God, it's happening right now. I swear to God. (laughs) There's also a plane overhead, but it has nothing to do with the plane. (sighs) I have a feeling it's something on a roof, and I'm never going to be able to find it out for get sure. Get on the roof, Tom. Yeah, I've been meaning to get up on the roof more often. 
Um, Ian Witt asked if you could if you could roast him. Ian Witless. Wow! All right. Um, and he also wants you to add emojis to the Discord. <laughs> I thought I did. I'll try again. A wrinkle in time, Tom. <laughs> Look, your, uh, your grandfather is new at the computer. God, I got a uh, a, a hardware wallet for for cryptocurrency today, Tim, and I thought I knew everything about computers. Learning a lot. A hardware wallet. A hardware wallet. So cryptocurrency, so, Tom. Mm-hmm. To mine Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Exceeds the level, all the level of power that has been generated by solar panels. Sounds like we need more solar panels. <laughs> anyway, you're a crypto guy now. Is that what, what I'm understanding? I'm becoming a bit of a crypto guy. Yeah, it's... I'm becoming a bit of a crypto keeper, as it were. Uh, real creep, real creep, though. Well, nobody's going to be able to get my crypto, Tim. It's on this hardware wallet. Okay, Tom, we had to we had to talk about a book. Yeah, and the book specifically is Wrinkle in Time, um, chapters four through eight. This week is supposed to be five through eight, but I messed up last week and, and read one fewer chapter than I had to. <laughs> um, Tom, do you remember where we were last weekend? Last weekend, last week. No. What am I doing? Well, I do want to say I did just check real quick. And unfortunately, the cryptokeeper.com is not available as a domain name. The crypto keeper? Neither is just cryptokeeper.com. Are they just parked there or are they Yeah, thriving? they're parked. They're both uh yeah, mm-hmm. you know, the uh, inquire within hmm. to to purchase this domain. Um where were we last time? Uh, I forget where we left off. I remember it was premature, though. <laughs> <laughs> you had no idea what was going on, Tom. Here's this girl, Meg. Her mm-hmm. dad went away. Do you remember? Yes. Chris she Pine. She a picture of him from Kate Cat- Canaveral. Mm-hmm. And she's um, ugly. You were impressed by that when I, when I, when I brought that up. Um, her mom is uh, dropped dead gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, and also a brilliant scientist. Um, she's got uh, a little brother who's like five years old, and he speaks like a like a dang genius. Mm-hmm. You likened him to Stewie on Family Guy because you're <laughs> a big Family Guy fan, and you can't process anything unless it's in terms of Family Guy. Somebody, Tom, what, are you, in what the... are you looking up right now? I'm... You're you're not listening to me, and you're typing. Well, I, I need was... you to be present. I was going to say somebody brought up uh, the idea that you should uh, assign family guy roles to every character. Um, I was trying to look up who pl- who played uh, the mom who's dropped egg gorgeous in the movie. What's her name? Uh, something Murray. Oh, Mrs. Murray. Yeah, that's a pretty attractive woman. Who is uh, that? Uh, I'm going to mispronounce this, but, uh, Gugu Mumbatha, Mumbatha Raw? Mumbatha Raw. Yeah. Can I Gugu tell you Mumbatha something, Gugu Mumbatha Raw. Uh, ask, uh, ask me who I know, who we know that spent 
45 minutes alone in a room with that woman. Who? Me, Tim. You did? Tim, she's going to be in the Loki show coming to yeah, Disney+. Yeah, she was Plus. very, she was, she was a lovely, lovely woman. They, she has the, got, the way that it, she the, has got the, a hell of a, a, a jawline. A very. She was in that, that Black Mirror episode that everybody loved that I never saw. Uh, well, now I gotta look it up. I mean, I made it sound creepy. Oh, I was, San I, Junipero, yeah, yeah. I, okay. I, I, I didn't know who she was, and I didn't know that she was famous. Mm-hmm. Um, and somebody asked me, <laughs> but to you had re- locked her in a room with you. No, somebody asked me to record a, a, a voiceover thing that she was mm. doing. And I didn't know what it was, and it was a very dramatic reading of something. Yeah, like of a, and she had never um, read, read the it material before. beforehand, mm-hmm. and I didn't know what it was. They were just like, "Oh, you know how to work audio equipment? Go do this and and go here with 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 this woman." And I didn't know who she was, and she kept asking me questions about like <laughs> the, the emotion of oh. the scene. So she was and like looking was for like, you to direct it. And I was just like, lady, I don't even have a copy of this thing. Um, and I think we bonded. Tim, her, oh my goodness, she'll be celebrating a birthday in a few days. Really? Yeah. Just like you. Is she exactly. also turning 40? No, but she's not too far behind. She'll be turning 38. Oh, okay. So she's more my age. Yeah, I mean, age. she also looks a hell of a lot better for 38 than I did at 38, and you do at 38. I think I look great, Tom. Um, so, okay, so there's there's Meg. Mm-hmm. From Family there's, Guy. Uh, yeah, there's George Wallace. Mm-hmm. Charles Wallace. <laughs> George Wallace. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I can't read books. Okay, full disclosure. <laughs> I can't juggle books very well. Yeah. And I'm reading this book. I'm reading uh, another book uh, that you and I have been talking about a lot, uh, Tom Sharpling's uh, memoir. Mm -hmm. I'm also reading this book about um, right-wing politics in the (laughs) 60s. So that's why, yeah, George Wallace is on the tip of your tongue. (laughs) Yeah. I'm seeing his name just as much as I'm seeing Charles Wallace's name. Uh, let's just call him Charles. Yeah. And then there's this guy, Calvin, who's like mm-hmm. a jock, right? Yeah. And the three of them, there's something special about them. And these three witches, Mrs. Who, uh, Mrs. What's-It, and Mrs. Witch, W-H-I-C-H, mm-hmm. um, are just like, okay, you know, they got them all together and basically like, all right, you're going to go on a mission and you're going to save your dad. Mm-hmm. Not Charles, not not Calvin's dad. Calvin has Meg's, his own dad. Meg and George's yeah. dad. Not George Charles. <laughs> oh, brother. Okay. Um, and and to be to to be clear, this uh, book about sixties right wing politics. It's not because I'm looking to become a right winger. <laughs> You're looking to get into sixties right wing. Yeah. No. It's I I like to read things that upset me. Apparently. <laughs> I like to read things that just like make me lose all fucking faith in humanity. Unlike this book, A Wrinkle in Time. Um, whatever they're going to, they're going to save so the the dad. So the witches uh, 
basically, it seems like they uh, disintegrate them and travel. Mm-hmm. Um, Meg like loses her her sense of self or whatever, all physical, and they they uh, they land on the planet Uriel, which is spelled U R I E L. But if you replace that I with a K. <laughs> It's planet Urkel, <laughs> which is a, which is a, but like it kind of looks like it says Urkel when it's written, and then Tim, I get distracted. I think you, you need a stronger glasses prescription. <laughs> You're like, I can't read this book because I think one of these characters is George Wallace, and they went to Planet Urkel. Like Jesus Christ, how'd you? I want to see some of your past reading comprehension tests. <laughs> Tim, anyway. I sent I sent you a, a article earlier this week about how uh, um, Jaleel White has branched into marijuana, uh, yeah. and because uh, a famous brand of not brand, I guess strain of uh, weed is uh, Purple Urkel, and you know when that was all black market, uh, real life Urkel Jaleel White wasn't seeing a dime from that. But now weed's legal. He's like, uh, can I have that? Did I grow that? <laughs> um, I did see like uh, one image. I mean, it, it very much just seems like an opportuni- opportunistic that like, you know, some brand was like, oh, we want to have like Jaleel White be our spokesman. And they paid him money and sent him a bunch of weed. And he was like, cool mm-hmm. I mean, um, which is great anything for him that somebody who was famous at any point mm-hmm. in the past and is less famous now anything that you can do to make money uh especially when it's something like novel like we yeah like, yeah go for it why not just do it um but there actually was i i saw i'm not sure what it was maybe like a container for it or something that had like a cartoon, like a very simple, like embossed cartoon version of Urkel on it that looked pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> that I was hey, like, maybe, oh, I'd, I'd buy that just for that can. Maybe for our big weed episode, we'll smoke the Urkel weed. Maybe. Oh, and they do have a new strain that they bred called Stefan. <laughs> Um, for cool guys yeah which is uh like purple urkel like bread with some other plant i forget what uh but it's called stefan tom uh not 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 to you know keep hammering this but uh uh, i might have had a phone conversation with uh jillian white (laughs) steve urkel tim boy what a what a name dropper tim is well you know these are my friends yeah well do you want to talk about uh the reason why you have all these why you know all these people uh because i'm just like a a, a (laughs) great guy tim deals drugs to (laughs) celebrities um tom uh they get to that planet uriel Mm. um do you remember Mrs. What's It? She was kind of like, uh, she was dressed all crazy. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, she's old... Mismatched clothes and whatnot. Yeah, and they're like, hey, why don't we? Why don't you turn into like your, you know, into 
into something else and she turns into this like horse with wings and a human head and stuff oh that and she's no, beautiful yeah. and they're like oh this is the most beautiful creature i've ever seen <laughs> really the, it doesn't sound yeah, beautiful apparently it is <laughs> and the kids get on the back and they're like we're gonna keep traveling um and they go into the atmosphere high into the atmosphere and the mm. the the air gets thin, so they yeah, had to, the kids had to put these uh, yeah. flowers to their faces so they can breathe. Well, what's um, the science behind that? I don't oxygen flowers. Yeah, I mean they're on a whole other planet, Tom. And basically, uh, they also see this big black cloud there, and they're like, "That's the evil that's threatening everyone. That's what we're here to defeat and save your your father." Oh, that, that's what there's Mrs. What's says to them? Yeah. There's, okay. there's little explanation. All three witches are with them. Okay. But they're traveling, and it's just like, they keep telling uh, Charles Wallace that he's just like, oh, yeah, like, you you know what you are, and you're not what everybody thinks. And, mm-hmm. like, um, you know, they, they're setting up a lot of questions, and it's a little annoying. Like, I wish they would answer some of them. By the end of this uh episode where two-thirds of the way through the book and they're just kind of like but you'll soon find out what all this stuff is about it's like come on enough um anyway um they're like oh yeah your dad is trapped in the darkness or behind the darkness in the dark net darkness oh i you wish it was the dark net right yeah i could that's where you get your urkel weed (laughs) train him for some urkel weed um, so they they don't travel. They're like, man, how are we traveling to these far off planets? Yeah. Are we traveling at the speed of light? Mm, and good the question. witches explain like, no, that's ridiculous. We uh, we are tessering. Oh, they're going through like the tesseract. Kind of. And what is the tesseract in like Marvel stuff? Uh, well, it holds one of the Infinity Stones. Okay, I don't want to forget it. Um, <laughs> basically, the way that they explain it is like she take one of the witches takes her dress and like uh, holds it out uh, straight. Mm-hmm. It's like to get from for an ant to get from like my one hand to the other hand. It has to um, crawl. You would have to walk, and yeah. then she puts her hands together and like wrinkles up the. Um, the dress. the dress, yeah, and she's like, if there's a wrinkle in time, it has to go a shorter distance, which doesn't really explain exactly what they're doing, but um, that's how they're traveling around. Well, uh, yeah, I mean that's like how kind of the you know how people think the like space time continuum might work that you can like fold space and time and then you can get from point a to point b very quickly um yeah the the way i've heard it is like if you're on opposite ends of a balloon but you could push those two points of the balloon to touch that's kind of how that would work and i and and yeah the tesseract a tesseract i think is maybe like a fifth dimensional object something like that and that's maybe what they're talking about. Tesseract. I'm looking it up while you're 
It's a, yeah, a fourth dimensional analog for the cube. The tesseract is a cube as the cube is to the square. So it is, uh, yes, if a, squ- a square is 2D, a cube is 3D, a tesseract is 4D. And they explain that to Meg, who, remember, is like smart about especially math stuff. Mm-hmm. And this is actually a very um, relatable thought that she has where she's like, I like she gets it, mm-hmm. but it's a tenuous grasp. She's like, I understand it, but like, I kind of understand it. I wouldn't be able to explain it to you, and I feel like I'm about to not understand it. <laughs> but yeah, well, like, welcome to the fourth dimension, Meg. Yeah, exactly. Um, so then they they keep uh, traveling to another planet that's only in two dimensions, mm. and they can't breathe because uh, their their lungs can't inflate. Yeah, and the witches are like, "Ah, oh, crap! We gotta get you out of here." Um, yeah, and is that and is so, is it like Toontown that they go to? It seems less fun than Toon <laughs> Toontown. Yeah, is it just like um, lines and stuff? Yeah, and she Meg doesn't really observe much because she's busy like asphyxiating because her lungs <laughs> right. can't can't, can't uh, inflate. Um, but then they go to another planet, um, and they're like, "Okay, we're gonna go bring you to this uh, this person, the Happy Medium." Hmm. This is funny. Happy Medium. It's a medium. Oh, I it's see. A, yeah. And the oh, happy medium has like a crystal ball, and uh, I I'm just remembering on IMDb, uh, played by Zach Galifianakis. Yes, everybody's favorite funny man. Um, and basically, they see um, the happy medium shows them Earth, a picture of mm-hmm. Earth, and they see that same dark cloud dis- oh, uh, no. descending on Earth, and they're yeah. like, "Oh shit!" And then they're like. Uh, the witches, the uh, Mrs. Witch and Mrs. Watson, Mrs. Who, whatever. Mm-hmm. They're like, you have to defeat this. And they're like, well, how do we defeat this? And they're like, yeah, we other don't even people, have any guns. Other people have fought this. And you would just be like one in a long line of people who have f- fought the darkness. Cool. Tell us like, how they did it. And they're like, who else? Mm. Jesus. And they're like, yeah, Jesus. Wow. All right. But then also, Leonardo da Vinci. <laughs> Whoa. Albert and are, Einstein. And is it like, and they, and Gandhi? They, all, they all wore this mechanized suit that now I will hand to you. <laughs> yeah, no, none, none of that happens. They're just like, um, and now we have to save your dad who's being held hostage. Um, so basically, uh, the happy medium is then like, now look at this. And uh, she was in the crystal ball, I think, like kind of, a, not a video, but like this is how um, the dark thing has been defeated in the past. Mm. And it's these stars essentially flying into it, sacrificing themselves. It's like Tom dying. Cruise, Tom Hanks. No, 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 no. Um Oprah Winfrey, uh, Reese Witherspoon. Goo-goo. Yeah. Um, no, it's actual stars, Tom. Ah, actual I see. stars in the sky fly into these big 
black evil things. Wouldn't that destroy the earth? Well, it Is destroys it? the stars for, for, for sure. Okay. But then, then it's revealed. Tom, this book, this book kind of annoys me. Then it's revealed <laughs> that Mrs. What's It, or the mm-hmm. one that turned into like a Pegasus or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She used to be a star who sacrificed herself to um, Become defeat a Pegasus? part of the, the, the dark thing. But did she sacrifice herself? Because it sounds like she's still got like a pretty cool existence of being able to yeah, turn into... Yeah, but she's into... no longer a star, though. Yeah, but I don't know. Being a star sounds like it would suck. You just like, you're just sitting there. I'd rather be, you know, somebody I could run around and turn into a horse with I don't wings. Know. This, this book seems to posit <laughs> that like being stars is is like the, the pinnacle of, of, well, of that's, existence. That's uh, that Hollywood mentality for you. And Charles Wallace is like, thank you. Can I kiss you? And she's like, yeah, you can kiss me. And he kisses her. Um, I don't know if she turned back into a woman at that part or if he, like, kissed the horse. But I guess the horse <laughs> had a woman's face. I don't know. Well, I mean, regardless, it's like a he's supposed to be like five years old or whatever, right? Yeah. So, I mean, no matter what, I think it's probably pretty weird. All right, so anyway, they're like, okay. Here's where your dad's imprisoned. It's this planet called Kamazots. We're going to go there. Um, and uh, they land on a, a hill there. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, and they see the whole the whole planet. And it's like a town. And it looks a lot like Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, and the witches are all like, okay, you guys got to go down there. You got to find your dad and, and save him. We can't come with you. Um, you'll be able to call out to us. I, th- I think we'll be able, I think I think they're able to like talk to them, but like they can't help them at all. Anyway, and they're like, okay, here are the three um, gifts that you're going to get. Calvin, this guy Calvin, you remember Calvin? Yes. The guy that's not the, a brother. The cool kid. Yeah, they're like, you're a good communicator, so you're going to be able to communicate with people here. Mm-hmm. Meg, you're going to get all your flaws, I think they say. <laughs> well, that sounds like a raw deal. <laughs> You're going to get all your flaws exaggerated. Her faults. Ah. And and she's just like, yeah, I, I'm trying to get rid of my faults. And they're like, well, mm-hmm. maybe they might come in handy. And it's like, all right, just get to the point. This whole thing is, this whole book is just a constructed thing. That, like, yeah. Fucking Rube Goldberg machine. Just get to the point. <laughs> Um, and Charles Wallace gets uh, the resilience of childhood. Mm. And they're also like, Charles Wallace, don't let, like, do not get, go away from them. They're going to try to get you. Like, you always stay with these other two. Don't let them take you over. You're the most powerful or whatever. And But, like, they don't explain what, is actually going on? Do they give him any guidelines around uh, kissing horse women going forward? No, I think they liked that. Yeah, and they're like, if you want to do that more, you can. Yeah, go go for it. Just yeah. ask first. You're good at kissing horses. <laughs> Look, we all love it. I used to be a son. Now I'm a horsewoman, and I like kissing five year olds. <laughs> Um, so they go down into town or the outskirts of town mm-hmm. and Tom, let me tell you something. Every house looks exactly the same. 
same mm. size and shape. There are kids playing in the front yard of every house. Sounds like Levittown. Yeah. They're bouncing balls and jumping rope, and they're like, what's weird here? And it's like yeah. all of them are bouncing balls in the, uh, same, the same like they're mm-hmm. the same cadence, the same synchronized and jumping yeah, and same with jumping ropes. Mm-hmm. At the same moment, all the doors open and the, the moms all say like come on in, and they all put the stuff down in unison and go inside in unison. It was, it, was, it was perfectly synchronized, except for this one kid, mm-hmm. and he's bouncing a ball in, in, like a, in whatever way he wants, and his mom mm-hmm. comes out, and she's like freaking out. She's like, <laughs> and they're like, let's see what's going on here. So they pick up the ball and they go knock on the door mm. and they're like, uh, ma'am, I think your kid, uh, dropped this ball. And she's like, uh, I, we, all our papers are in order. Um, uh, mm. don't, don't, don't bother us. Uh, uh, he was, he was, he was doing everything right. He's a good boy. Like, Where are your papers? Yeah, exactly. And she's very, and then a delivery boy is, is, um, delivering newspapers mm-hmm. and he's, uh, He's riding by on a bike, and they describe this bike, which is described as this magical thing where it's like he's pedaling, but there's also a motor in it, so he's pedaling very slowly and going fast. It's like, oh, these are just like the bikes that are, the the e-bikes that are everywhere now. Yeah, Um, they're a lot of fun. Yeah, Um, but he's throwing the newspapers and they're landing in the exact same spot in every house. Mm -hmm. And he comes up to them and he's like, what are you guys doing here? You only delivery boys are out right now. Like this Mm -hmm. is so basically it's like, Oh, it's, it's cookie cutter world. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things. Um, and then he's, he tells them about the central central intelligence building where like, um, Everything happens, right? Where all the, the, the important people are, like, pulling all the strings. Basically, it's about, like, mm, people don't have free will in this place, yeah, right? Yeah. Otherwise, they get punished. Whatever. I think hey, this just might like, turn into hey, a weird right-wing religious thing. <laughs> just and like the I'm real not world. not excited about it. <laughs> um, so they go to the building, um, mm. and they argue about whether they should go there or not. There's a lot of whatever. They go there... Um, People are asking for their papers, and they're like, we don't have papers. We're not from here. They're actually, like, because they're kids, it's kind of cool because they're, like, naive, and they're not trying to play it cool. They're just yeah, like, we're yeah. not from around here. We'd just like to figure <laughs> out what's going on We're kids from Earth, here. you idiot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and they piss off this guy there. He's like, I'm going to have to report you for not being, you know, like. Yeah, in line or whatever. Subservient. Yeah, exactly. And uh, they walk through a wall. And Whoa! There are these robots in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it gets it gets weird. And then uh, there's a man with red eyes, like the Terminator. And, yeah, and he's in charge of things. And he's he's speaking to them, but he's not speaking to them. He's like using his mind to speak with them. And he basically explains like hey everything's cool here <laughs> like what everybody wants kind of like uh what marvel movie is that maybe where loki um goes uh he's in like germany or france or something and he's holding all these people and he's like can't you see this is what you want you want to be controlled yeah yeah, yeah that first he gives Avengers kind of that movie. speech mm-hmm. um 
He's like, things are easier and they're better yeah, and everybody's yeah. you, happier. You, you want a tyrant. You want a fascist to be in charge and just tell you what to do. Exactly. And he's trying to hypnotize them, the man mm-hmm. with the red eyes. And they realize, oh, this actually isn't coming from the man with the red eyes. Somebody's speaking through him. Mm. And uh, Charles Wallace goes up to him and like tries to beat the shit out of him. He like kicks wow. him and the guy like kicks him back. Um, and basically he's like, yeah, hey, you guys all need to calm down. Why don't you eat this turkey dinner? Um, it's not gonna, <laughs> all right. <laughs> it's not gonna taste like turkey. It's synthetic food, but you're all getting hungry. You should eat it. And, uh, Meg and Calvin are eating it and they're like, this tastes like turkey. This is great. Mm. But, um, Charles Wallace is like, no, this tastes like sand. And the man with red eyes is just like, yeah, it's because, like, I've essentially, like, tricked them into thinking this, but, like, you're not letting me it's like, hypnotize uh, you. Defending your life where they can, uh, the the very smart people can, uh, like, rip torn, can uh, make whatever they want taste like anything they life. want. Oh, really? Ah, oh, you'd yeah, love it. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, I'm a big Albert Brooks fan. Um, I mean... How big of an Albert Brooks fan could I be if I've never seen Defend- Vault, Defending Your yeah. Life? I've seen the ca- the Scout on Comedy Central a <laughs> hundred times. Or was that the name of that movie? Yeah, right? Brendan uh, Fraser? Yeah, yeah, that's the Scout. Um, anyway. Um, Which, he, he bas- a little Easter egg for uh, the Complete Guide to Everything episode this week, Britt Saberhagen appeared in. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Maybe I haven't seen it as many times as I thought. <laughs> Damn, it sounds like you're not a big Albert Brooks fan at all. <laughs> anyway, the man with the red eyes is like, look, Charles, I'm going to have to hypnotize you. Like, the only way that you're going to find your father is if, like, you just go along with this. So Charles is like, fine, whatever. Um, he hypnotizes him, and they can tell because his, his pupils disappear. So his mm. eyes are just all irises. Mm. Um, and Meg is like this isn't Charles anymore this is fucked up so anyway they're like okay now oh and they keep talking about it in, mm. in, in capital letters and it's not Pennywise the Clown from what I can ascertain does anybody um, ever ask what is it in the same way uh, Mike Patton does in Faith No More it, in in the song Epic, yeah, what? Not is really, but it? but they just said it was like he's a sadist and he keeps everybody in line. Mm. And Charles Wallace is now being controlled by it. Mm. It was the the thing that was speaking through the man with the red eyes. So whatever, they leave and they're just like, okay, whatever. And the, and it is also like. Hey, those witches are actually evil. They tricked you into thinking they were good. Yeah. And Meg's like, I don't I don't think that's true. And so Charles is like, Okay, let's go. I'm gonna bring you to our dad and we're we're gonna save him. And but guess what? He doesn't need to be saved because these witches are actually evil and they tricked us and blah blah blah. And so they they're walking around, whatever. Um they're following him. And mm-hmm. he, he brings them, and then uh, they're walking through walls, and they're like, "How are we walking through walls, Charles?" And he's like, uh, 
you know, we, uh, you know how like matter is made up of like atoms and stuff mm-hmm. and it's a lot of empty space. I just rearrange all the atoms so that the empty space is what we can walk through. Or whatever. That's kind of like how the flash vibrates through walls. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot in common with, with, uh, comic books in, in, in this book. <laughs> yeah. I think the whole thing is going to be like, and at the end, Jesus saves them. So, <laughs> I don't know if that happens in comic books. I haven't I haven't seen Endgame. <laughs> Jesus does not appear in Avengers Endgame, Tim. I mean, you know, he's I mean, the only he character. He might. That... I don't know. There's like there's a big battle scene where like there's like hundreds of people. He might be in there somewhere. Anyway, they see that boy again. Remember the boy yeah. that was bouncing the ball? Mm-hmm. Uh and he's in kind of like a re-education camp, wincing in pain as he bounces the ball. And they're like, oh, well, he'll never make that mistake again. Because, yeah. And his life will be simpler and happier now that he's been re-educated. And then um, they get to another cell. And who do they see? But Meg's father. <gasps> Finally. End of chapter. What? Ah. Uh... End of book? No. There's still four more chapters. <laughs> um, wow. All right. Well, we have to see if they can get him out of that cell. Yeah. Maybe they won't be able to. How many books are in this series? I don't know. And honestly, <laughs> if this book doesn't isn't self-contained enough to be satisfying, I'm going to be freaking pissed because this book's like a a, classic, right? Yeah, I have a feeling that it it must be self-contained enough. uh, Otherwise, it wouldn't be a classic. There there are not really any classics where it's like, and it ends on a cliffhanger and you have to read the next seven. Yeah. Um, You know, well, I mean, there are, classics like that but then that series becomes a classic not just the one book and i was I forget, not aware how does the first harry potter book end like it's it's a satisfying enough yeah like, i don't think it ends on like a big cliffhanger i think it pretty much ends i mean it ends with like you know there's still uh voldemort out there or whatever um but it ends in a pretty satisfying way because I think even though she had ideas for the next books, you know, the the first book selling well enough for her to write the next six was not a guarantee. So right. it has a, a somewhat wrapped up ending just in case. Well, Tom, if this book doesn't wrap up satisfyingly, I'm going to be pissed. I it it must. I mean, although I've actually been like very interested in like kind of gone down the rabbit hole recently of um you know, after uh Hunger Games. Like, you know, they started making YA dystopian novels into movies like crazy. And it's nuts that some of these movies they just didn't finish. <laughs> Because they just started doing, you know, the box office just, I don't think in many cases it was even like, oh, it did worse and worse. It was just like, it did okay. We were expecting gangbusters. And then 
you know, the second or third movie underperformed and that was that we just never right. finished these movies they did that there was with one um, that they were going to transition into a tv show and then they're divergent. Like, eh, actually nobody wants to do that <laughs> forget it yeah divergent with uh shailene woodley you know is a big actress uh yeah i think they i've I, I feel like they made three movies and it's a four book series i might be wrong but I think that's right. And yeah, like the third one underperformed. So they were like, we'll make the fourth one. And all the actors were like, that's not in our contract. So you need to <laughs> renegotiate with us. And it was like, oh, we were going to make it into a TV show. So we didn't have to pay you as much. <laughs> um, but yeah, a few other like mortal instruments that happened with. And then they actually mortal instruments. I I watched that first movie. I couldn't believe how bad it was. I I don't really don't know anything about the the books, but they uh made remade that as a TV show. Uh hmm. and I don't know if they did that with any other movies, but that was happening for a while. So I'm actually curious to see if Wrinkle in Time, I'm sure it's Disney that that first movie ends with you know, there there's no way they got all these big names to to make this movie together without the idea of like, and then by the third movie, you'll all get a percentage of the of the uh, yeah. the box office. Tom, I want you to go into IMDb right now mm-hmm. and look at the reviews of this movie. I couldn't find one that was not one star. Um, really, people fucking hated this movie. Yeah, I remember thinking, like, I remember seeing the uh, the the trailer and being like, "Oh wow, this this is gonna be like a big ass movie. This looks, uh, you know, this looks crazy." Yeah, the the first user review that comes up is one out of ten stars. I want to gouge out the part of my brain that remembers this movie. <laughs> Yeah, people hated it, and apparently it's it strays very much from the book. Oh, Although really? some of some of the uh, qualms are like, I really love the book, and then this movie tried to make things, and then in quotes, diverse. Yeah, it's yeah. like okay, all right, <laughs> all right, move along, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I'm just looking at uh, <laughs> not the- really interested in your criticism, to be honest. <laughs> The uh, the budget was a hundred million dollars, and the uh, cumulative worldwide gross was a hundred and thirty two million dollars. Yeah, so um, that is that which is not does the... not cover marketing, and no. also it did so bad in the U.S. that they canceled the theatrical release in several. Oh, international markets and they were just like mm-hmm, no we're just not worth it yeah the uh the u.s budget and the u.s gross are within four hundred and seventy eight thousand dollars of each other so like yeah. it broke even on its production budget but that does not include the marketing budget which right. i'm sure was substantial because they uh you know, probably thought they had a hit on their hands. I'm actually very curious to see how this is so bad because yeah, no, I am I am absolutely watching this as well when you watch it because like this isn't one of those movies that I heard about 
Uh, but I honestly, it, maybe it is. I just don't know that much about it. Um, if it was a case of like studio meddling and like reshoots and like, oh, we're trying to make this like more accessible or we're trying to make this more kid friendly. And if that uh, had something to do with why it's uh, or the other way, like we were trying to make it more adult. We were trying to make it like appeal to all ages when like really it's like a kid's story. I'm uh, I'm curious, curious what what the situation I mean, I've talked about before, like I'm a huge fan of watching just like unbelievable flops. And if they've had like significant, I love watching movies that have had significant reshoots. I love, (laughs) it's like, I would rather watch one of those than a good movie most days of the week. Well, you have a particularly damaged brain. Um, Tom, that's all the time we have. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to cut things off before you drunkenly go to a porn site and get us canceled. Well, Offend Thank you, more Tim. People. I appreciate it. Uh, and I look forward to hearing the conclusion of the story next week. Me too. I mean, I look forward to telling you about it, reading you it. Don't, you're not really enjoying the book all that much, are you? No, I am enjoying it. It's just, it's a little, it's a little too much of like, intentionally, you can't find your footing and yeah. you're, you're never really sure what's going on. And I, I just feel manipulated when that happens, where it's just like, eh, I'm very aware that you're doling out details for certain revelations yeah, later, yeah. which is fine, which I get it. Uh, but you can't I'm, be too obvious about it. Exactly. And also, I also I absolutely realize that this is not, uh, this is also written for an audience that um, is is younger than right. than, than I am. Look, it's it's fine. I get it. I just I just feel like I can see the seams, and I feel myself being manipulated. Look, don't manipulate me. Don't gaslight me, Tim. I've been gaslight. I've been telling you for years that this uh, podcast goes out to you know thousands of people listening. Now we only have like seven hundred patrons. Well, the other podcasts we do goes out to thousands and thousands of people, and. Uh, doesn't go out to anybody, Tim. I've got a server in my home that just hammers that RSS feed. <laughs> Nobody's ever heard this show outside of me and you. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> All right. right. Well, thank you for being a patron. Sound off in the comments uh, about, I don't know, something. Who cares? I'm tired. Um, <laughs> we love you very much. We will see you next week.